Well, welcome to the Sassy Sunday Hour. It used to be Freedom Friday. Yeah, but, but we couldn't do Freedom Friday. And then we did it, tried to do it Saturday, and we just had nothing but technical problems. So, today's Sunday. Sassy Sunday. September 4th, 2016. All day long. Before we get started, I just want to give a warning and a disclaimer, okay? It's mm-hmm. not a rant. It's just a warning and a disclaimer. From your lips to their ears, Jerry. Exactly. This particular show that you're listening to, if you're new, if you've been listening to Freedom Friday Hour and the Kapow Radio Show Network, then you understand exactly what it's about and what's going on. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to new people that may have landed here for some reason. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. But this is a conservative talk show. We're conservative and we're very biblical Christian-like in our approach. So we will say things that if you are liberal in your thinking or sensitive, it could make you cry Or wet your pants. My suggestion is, my strong suggestion is, if you're sensitive, if you're a cultural Christian communist, I suggest you go listen to something else. I beg of you, please. Because I don't want you complaining and then going on your true Christian Reddit forum and whining about it. Please, just go somewhere else. It's very conservative, and it's politically incorrect for the most part. That's what this show is, all right? You have been warned. Please, please, don't put yourself through it. Okay, Ms. Kapow. All right. We are going to talk about safe space silliness. Safe space silliness. You know, I originally thought of safe space stupidity. Mm. It's just too harsh because words matter. <laughs> words matter. We have three stories. Duke University debuts its first safe space. You're going to mm. love this. Mm-hmm. Rutgers University has a language matters program. That's right. And you need to talk nice. All the time. But you're going to see how ridiculous this is becoming. And then Georgetown University, you know what? They're going to give priority admission to a certain group of people. Priority admission. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they scored higher on the university interest exam? Nope. Nay, nay. Uh, Because they got scholarships because they worked their butts off in junior college or in high school? Nope. Nay, nay. Priority admission at Georgetown University if you're a slave descendant. From what year? When we had slaves (laughs) back in the 1800s. I know we still, I know the whole, we're in a whole prison planet. I understand that. Um, I see. (laughs) They're just going, they're going back a couple hundred years and they're going to make reparations. And we'll talk about that and why. And it's uh, fascinating. That's the first segment. 
and then we're going to do a second segment, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. And we're going to do a third segment, and I'm not going to tell you what that is until we get there. So there. So hang on. You have a scripture, Ms. Powell? Yes. Well, when I read these stories, what the, came to me was wicked imaginations. Mm-hmm. And so I did a word search on that in the Bible. And the very first one that came to uh, my attention was in Genesis 6-5, where it says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And as we know in Proverbs um, 6-18, that is one of the things that God hates, one of the seven things that God God hates. And it says, a heart that devises wicked imaginations. Mm-hmm. Then we go in the New Testament, and we read in Romans one twenty one, and I'm going to read from 18 through 24, and it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God had shown it to them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to a corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things." Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Now, the Bible also says that we are to cast down our imaginations Mm -hmm. and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And that's in 2 Corinthians 10.5. You know, if a... If a person, let's say a man, he all of a sudden says, well, I'm attracted to other men. I'm a homosexual. I was born that way. Is that an imagination? Yep. Yes. If he says, I think I, I want to be a female. I want to be a transgender. Is that an imagination? Mm, yep. Yes. And it, this scripture addresses these kind of things. This, this, it, there's so many Christians out there, and I, I call them professing Christians. Mm-hmm. I really do because they're very cultural, and they're liberal, and they're communist. Mm-hmm. And what they try to do is manipulate other people to think the way they do in a liberal sense. Which is witchcraft. Which is witchcraft. They're trying to manip- manipulate. There's, it's not like we have a radio show and we're talking and we do have a conservative biblical viewpoint, but we're not trying to manipulate you. If you don't like our viewpoint, you just turn us off. I'm not going to go on your website. I'm not going to go on your Facebook page and I'm not going to try to convince you of anything because frankly, I, I don't care. But there are these Christian commies out there that are that are falling into this stuff and now they're attacking other people and saying, you know, Jesus wouldn't use a pukey face mm-hmm. and say that this transgender female that turned into a man who's now breastfeeding a little baby is disgusting. Well, he would. And not only would he say it's disgusting, 
Jesus would say, and he has said, if you continue to practice sin without repentance, you're going to be forever damned, mm-hmm. which is a lot heavier than a pukey imanocon. Exactly. Students at Duke's University Sanford School of Public Policy are going to have a new safe space, Ms. Kapow. The room is called the Sanford Safe Space. Why is it that I always go into a lisp when I talk about this kind of stuff? It's <laughs> just, that's I, what you hear it in your head? Faith space. I, I need a Sanford Safe Space. I don't know what that is, but yes, it just automatically goes into gayness. Uh, what they did is they took a former faculty office and they turned it into a safe space. That's not fair. It's not fair because that is the uh, teacher's safe space <laughs> yeah. from the students. <laughs> from the crazy kids. So they want to go to the faculty room where crazy kids can't get to them. But now they don't have a safe space. It's not fair. Exactly. Now, here's the deal. According to Duke University, they say, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it just like they would say it. We want to have a place for people who feel marginalized and face constant attention for characteristics that are immutable, like their skin color or their religion, their immigration status, or whatever whether they're from another country to be able to heal. Mm. That's said by Professor Catherine Witten, and she's the co-chair of the Sanford Committee on Diversity and Inclusion. And they developed a safe space. Mm-hmm. So let's 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 break this down a little bit. Immutable characteristics. What does that mean? That means they can't change. So the first one they, well, she says, is like their skin color. Okay, well, Is that immutable? Can't change, can't it. change it. Michael Jackson did. Michael Jackson went from a black man to a white man. Mm-hmm. He also went from looking like a black man to Diana Ross. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Michael's dead. <laughs> but most people can't change their skin color. No. It's immutable. I understand that. She also says people who feel marginalized and face constant attention for that. In this day of age, do you think people... I'm a brown man. I have brown skin. It's beautiful. It's golden brown. It is. It looks like... Well, you know the brown on a UPS truck? Uh That's the color I am. Really? Yeah, I look like a brown truck. I don't feel people staring at me Mm-mm. and go. I don't. Little kids at Walmart don't look up and go, "Mommy, yeah, it's a brown not, man." They're not looking at you because of the color of your skin. No, they're looking at me because I'm wearing speedos and flip flops, and that scroll on your head, and a scroll on my head, and a hamaka. Mm-hmm. That's why they're looking at me, but not because I'm a golden brown man. No. But anyway, that's what she says. They need a place because they feel marginalized because they're facing constant attention for their skin color. Okay, immutable. But the next one is their religion. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Is that immutable? Well, you can change that. You can change your religion. You can also, well, 
not wear it on your sleeve or wear a burqa or wear a hamaka or wear a Christian cross. It's not immutable. How about their immigration status? You can change that. You can actually become a legal citizen. Mm-hmm. Or just come here legally. Yeah. Uh, what a concept. So people might face constant attention because they're here illegally? Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're from another country. When's the last time somebody from another country got marginalized at Duke University? Hmm. Look at that guy. He's from Japan. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to point out how silly this is. It is silly. And the reason why the safe space is developed is so they're able to heal. Mm-hmm. Heal. Heal from what, I wonder? It's safe space silliness. It just shows you that political correctness and this sensitivity is out of control. Mm-hmm. If you were a a terrorist from any country of your liking and you really were going to do violence to this country oh man it's so easy pickings who's going to fight you no one wow it's not a, very it's, many people I'll tell yeah you not, not a whole lot in the universities and it's sad because um, these are the kind of humans that we're churning out mm-hmm. I shouldn't say were I'm not doing it they are it's a sad it's a sad state it's it's gutterville like I said, the toilet is already spun. It's been flushed. It's in the pipes. We're in the pooper ocean. It's There's nothing left left but the bacteria to eat us. That's right. Because I live in the negative. <laughs> and those who have septic tanks will understand what I just said about the bacteria mm-hmm. eating the poop. Mm-hmm. If you have a septic tank. If you live in a city and you just flush your toilet... You don't know where your poop goes, so you don't understand septic systems. I understand septic systems. I had one for 17 years, and you got to take care of your tank. Mm-hmm. You do. Yes, it's very important. Mm-hmm. You don't want backflow. You take care of your tank, it'll take care of you. That's right. Students in Rutgers University are being encouraged to use only language that is helpful, Ms. Kapow. And necessary. Okay, if it's not necessary, if it's not helpful, don't say it. Don't say it. If you can't say anything nice, don't, don't say, say it at all. Don't say it at all, Ms. Kapow. And you know why? Why? They need to avoid committing microaggressions. Oh, microaggressions. Microaggressions. And they have this these posters everywhere. It's a display. And it's, it's part of the school's Language Matters campaign. Yes. And it also includes handwritten definitions of the three types of microaggressions. You'll love this. As well as a flyer listing potentially offensive words and phrases. You're going to love this. This political correctness. All right. So it's Language Matters. And the the language that students are encouraged to use must be helpful and necessary to, to avoid committing microaggressions. The displays, uh, they have photos, and it's entitled Language Matters, Think. And it's placed in the College Avenue apartments 
by a resident assistant, according to a current resident of the building who does not wish to be identified. I like how it says that victims of microaggressions are more at risk for illness and diseased immune systems. Yes, and I don't know what scientific study yeah. concluded that. Exactly. But if you're, if you're mean to me with your microaggressions, I could get the flu. Yeah. <laughs> because you're so stressed. Yeah. That your immune system has Yeah, because you've got a frown on your face all the time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the bulletin instructs students to ask themselves, check this out, their choice of words is true, are they helpful, are they inspiring, are they necessary, and are they kind before speaking out, and also includes a list of potentially offensive terms such as retarded and illegal aliens. Wow. Can you imagine that? Ask yourself, are they true? Are they helpful? Are they inspiring? Are they necessary? What kind of zombie planet I know. are they trying to create? Because what they're saying, to me, is a macro aggression. It really Yeah, that irks, irks my nerve. Because I can't tell, I can't say what reality is. It's, mm-hmm. That's reality. That person's here illegally. They're a foreigner. They're an illegal foreign. They're a legal alien. Mm-hmm. If a person is retarded, it just means they're mentally retarded or physically mm-hmm. retarded. They it's haven't. It's just a term. Re- it's a yeah that describes their. You, you know what's position. amazing? The, the other day, um, Friday, Biscopow and I had the beautiful pleasure of going to Hurricane Utah again, and driving there on this um, Labor Day weekend. They had big signs on the on the freeway. Mm-hmm. These big, uh, you know, what do you call them? Digital signs. Mm-hmm. And it, it cracked me up because it said, "Stupid drivers and smartphones don't mix." Exactly. And they had half a dozen of these signs as you're driving mm-hmm. through Utah, and I thought of this particular story when yeah. I read that, and I went. How insensitive was that necessary to call a stupid just because I'm on my smartphone and I want to text mm-hmm. while I drive? The, the state of Utah used the word stupid on their freeways. <laughs> you got to give it to them. Yeah. So obviously they didn't get this memo no. on microaggressions. <laughs> I got it good for them. Okay. The board warns students that failing to follow these guidelines could lead them to commit a microaggression. And you know what a microaggression includes? Yep. Microassaults, microinsults, and microinvalidations. Microinvalidations. Yeah. It's what? like when you don't feel good and I say, well, of course you feel good. I'm You're invalidating me. Yes. what you said. Yes. Uh, they actually explain what this stuff is, and it's amazing. Or if you say you feel like a girl today, and I said, no, you don't, because you're a male. That's invalidating what you're feeling. Yeah, well, and plus, it's a micro insult, because you well, called yeah. me a male when I'm clearly a Female. chick. Yeah. yeah. Also included in this bulletin board is a flyer from the Language Matters campaign. It's an initiative launched by the Center of Social Justice Education and, guess who else? Who? LGBT Communities 
Now, see? You see how they're all, it's always tied in there. There's a couple of other articles we'll get to later about witchcraft, and you mm-hmm. will see the LGBT yep. agenda tied in with these occult practices mm-hmm. all the time. It's all interwoven. It's the rainbow serpent. Right. It's the same spirit when we were having the um, um, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy because they want to be part of the group. They don't want to be ostracized. But yet they do. They do everything in their power to be separated from the rest of the community. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. It, it's, it's, so, it's just chaos. Mm-hmm. It's just chaos. Well, this particular flyer and this campaign, it lists various terms that some people might find offensive. It's, it presents scenarios such as saying, uh, quote, he looks like a terrorist to somebody who is, uh, to someone who is a United States veteran, say. Say so that would, <laughs> for some reason, that would get the veteran... He would be offensive, offended by that. I don't know why. Um, or using the phrase, that's so ghetto, around someone who grew up in poverty. Well, look, at just because you're poor doesn't mean you live in the ghetto. Yeah, but you know what? The two Those different are things. the terms that they've made up. Yeah. Being in the ghetto. Yes. Just like the N-word. Yes. Those are their terms. Yeah. <sighs> and now it's bad. Now it's bad. Or uh, commenting... Uh, like, oh, that exam just raped me. In the presence of a survivor of sexual assault, I don't know how a person is supposed to determine that. Like, raise their hand. Who, who here has been sexually assaulted? Mm-hmm. No one? Oh, okay. Well, I have something to say. Wow, that exam just raped me. That's that's how ridiculous retarded. this is. Yeah. Well, that means <gasps> you just said retarded. That's yeah. a microaggression. <laughs> You bing, you get a blue slip. I did. Oh, that's bad. The thought police are after you. <laughs> the website, the Language Matters website, which is a beautiful place to go, by the way, includes a presentation similar in nature to the flyer, outlining the big impact of little things and providing examples of the three types of microaggressions. Let's break this down, folks. This is you're going to learn something here. A, a, a case you've never heard these terms. Now you'll know mm-hmm. what they mean. A micro assault may include avoiding someone. Wow. Yeah. You just avoid them. That's a micro assault. <laughs> There's something. Wow. For instance, okay. While an example, okay, th- that's 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 the example of of a micro assault, avoiding someone. An ex- example of a micro insult is telling someone they are strong for a girl. Wow. See, now I would think that would be a compliment. Yeah. Well, I mean, get, I would receive it as a compliment. Well, you get micro insults all the time at the I gym. I do. Yeah, she does. Because men will watch her working out and they'll just go, wow, that's a lot of weight. You know, she's strong. For a chi- yeah, she's, she's a little woman and she's lifting quite a bit of weight and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that would be insulting to some people. You're strong for a girl. What? what now, what, what's the correct thing? Oh, you're just strong? Because that's an insult because a girl... But physically, women, physically... Yeah. Unless there's some kind of exception, are usually not as strong as a man. That's That's just the way they're built. Yeah. Men are not as smart as women. So, if you said... said, I know, I'm just trying to be nice. (laughs) 
<laughs> we, actually, we're smarter. Actually, yeah, we don't need chicks at all. Right, guys? <laughs> Ooh, I just micro-assaulted all the women. I'm in trouble. Okay, thank you for laughing. Why'd you throw that at me? A micro-invalidation. What is that, Miss Capel? It could involve asking an Asian or Latina person where they are from. Because obviously they're not from here. <laughs> and so that's a micro invalidation. Wow. I get that all the time. But, See, I, but think, I would think that would be an insult too. Yeah. I, Why, I get that all I'm the time. They go where you're from, but I don't think it's because I'm, I'm a brown man. No. They want to know where I'm from. And I go, well, Southern California. Uh, and I think they ask that because I'm wearing Speedos and flip flops at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, can you just... It really is. It's stupid. And, and requiring other kids to then conform to this, like normal people. Mm-hmm. Anything you say is going to be a micro-insult, a micro-invalidation, a micro-aggression. This is ridiculous. It is. It's stupid. This, like this, it. it's, it's, you talk about libtard out of control. And guess what? Simply avoiding offensive language, however, is not enough, according to Rutgers University. It claims that microaggressions can also be nonverbal and environmental. Well, of course, the way you look at somebody. Yeah. Nonverbal not microaggressions. them in something. Oh, yeah. Or just making a frowny face. Mm-hmm. Not saying good morning. Not <laughs> waving to them. See, it sounds like your Uncle Jack. <laughs> sounds like your Uncle Jack when people don't talk to him at a party. He gets his feelings hurt. He would fit perfect in one of these universities. <laughs> wow. This is, it's unbelievable. So anyway, that's where we're at. Nasty. Okay. One more. Georgetown University. Georgetown University. Uh, what they did back in 18 something. I don't know. There were... Three, 1838, 1838, Georgetown University is a Jesuit school. Mm-hmm. They had two priests there, and they, were, they served as president back in 1838, right? Right. Well, what they did is they orchestrated the sale of 272 people to pay off debts at the school. So they sold these slaves and they were sent from Maryland to plantations in Louisiana. And now the university feels bad about that. Okay? So what they're going to do is they're going to give preference in admissions to the descendants of slaves Owned by the Maryland Jesuits, Jesuits or Jesuits, as part of its effort to atone for profiting from the sale of enslaved people. Wow. Wow. The problem is not admitting, oh, that was wrong, selling people mm-hmm. to pay off our debt. That's not the issue. The issue is. 150, 200 years later, you're now going to hunt down the de- the descendants of those people. It had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. 
and then give them preference and admissions to Georgetown University. Yeah. Now, do you think of one of those descendants who, you know, has a high school diploma and he's a mechanic somewhere and I don't want Georgetown. You think they're going to turn him down? Nope. <laughs> That's crazy. And then you got the people that really deserve to go there and they can't. Yeah. Once again, I'm not saying they were right 150 years ago doing that, but, but this, this doesn't right. No, it this doesn't, doesn't make it right either. The president, John DiGiolia, a Jesuit, told news outlets that the university in Washington will implement the admissions preferences. He says Georgetown will need to identify and reach out to the descendants of slaves and recruit them to the university. Wow. Wow. Maybe I can, maybe I can trick my background or something like that and I can yeah, get on you board. Know. You know, get, get some phony documents or something like that, man. Can maybe you imagine? You don't need no phony documents. Maybe, uh, you know, there's uh, some. Uh Maybe you are a descendant from one of those um, slaves. Yeah. Are they going to pay for it? Are they going to pay for my schooling too? Oh, yeah. They should. Yeah. Get free housing. I'm mad now. <laughs> Get free. I think I, I just sensed a microaggression. <laughs> I did. Okay. To continue on Sassy Sunday, safe space silliness. You know what that is? That's what you call an alliteration in alliteration. English. Alliteration. That's when you're using the same... Like sweet, sweet song of salvation <laughs> is an alliteration. So sassy Sunday, safe space silliness is an, an alliteration. All right. That's a little, a little English for you. Okay. South Carolina school bans the American flag from a football game. This blew up. Oh, yeah. This I blew in their face. So, because this is absolutely asinine. Yes. Uh, in fact, this story was written August 29th, and during the week, there was so much backlash over this because there's a video of a police officer, and I know who he is. It's He's, he's a school resource officer. Sure. He's being paid overtime to mm-hmm. work the football game, and he's just doing his, his dumb job. Right. And they say... Don't let these kids in with the American flag. Yeah, it's not his fault. He get or- He's getting orders from the people yeah. above. But the video shows a police officer refusing to let a teenager into a football game because carrying an American flag. flag. Yes. Yeah. So it blows up in everybody's face, including that police department. Yeah. Whose chief says, no, we're, we, you know, we don't dig it either, but we're just basically getting paid. Mm-hmm. So if I tell you to go shoot an unarmed black man, you're going to do it? Okay, I won't go there. <laughs> okay, Travelers West, South Carolina. School officials' decision to ban students from displaying the American flag at a recent football game is creating controversy in the school district. And believe me, it did. Mm-hmm. It, and it should. Yeah, they, in fact, I'm talking about this story, but the way it is now, the dude had, the principal had to reverse this. And yeah, instead of banning flags, they had to make rules on the use of the flag. Mm-hmm. And this is the reason why they did it is absolutely ridiculous. You talk about a bunch of libtards. Yeah. All right. The school principal, his name is Lou Lavely. Lou Lavely. He banned students from carrying American flags into a football game against Barrega High School. Guess why? Just, just tell me why. Probably because the students at Barranca are Hispanic. What? 
There's some Hispanic students at an American high school? God forbid! It's so stupid. And Lavely contends the American flag could, could have been used to taunt those students. Wow. Are you serious? This guy's a sharp pencil, and he's the one leading our kids into uh, education. He should be fired. Yeah. He should be selling hush puppies at J.C. Penney's, because mm-hmm. this guy has the brain of a snail. Mm-hmm. That's not a microaggression. That is a macroaggression. It's a fact. It's a fact. What an idiot. What a moron. Nothing happened. It just... it. Could maybe green cheese could fall from the moon and hit Mexicans. So no more moonlight. What an idiot. He is an idiot. Oh, He's a man. retard. Yes. He uh anyway, he 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 said no, don't don't let him in. And it's causing uh big, big concerns in the community um about this ban. Any decision to not allow the American flag to be used in an improper, taunting, unsportsmanlike manner is first and foremost in the interest of promoting the safety and well-being of all in attendance at school events. This decision would be made any time that the American flag or any other symbol, sign, cheer, or action on the part of our fans would potentially compromise the safety of all in attendance at a school event, quote-unquote. That was how his prepared times, statement. How many times have we read... That there is violence at a high school game because of the American flag. Uh, zero. Yeah. How, how does it harm anybody? I want to ask another question to this principal. What country, what soil are you on? Mm-hmm. You're on American soil. Yeah. Idiot. The Mexican kids, the Hispanic kids that may go to this other school, what are they? Americans. They're Americans. He's a racist. You know that? Yeah. Because only a racist would do something stupid like that. Exactly. Seriously. Yeah. He hates Mexicans, and so he thinks he's now he's projecting that mm-hmm. on. Uh, there's a right here. There's a picture of this cop turning this. This is what got. This mm-hmm. is what then got him in trouble. See, because that's the law. Mm-hmm. You know, you're 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 saying this this guy doesn't have the first uh, uh, amendment of free speech to carry an American flag. That's right. Wow. And you think it would end there, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would but think. It don't. It don't. That, what I say was August 29th? Yep. This is August 31st. Two days later, after the uproar, you would think any high school principal with the right mind would stay away from this, right? Yep, yep, yep. yep. Not those people in Owasso, Oklahoma. <laughs> Owasso. <sighs> Owasso High School students contend officials turned them away from a school football game on Friday. You know why? Because they wanted to bring American flags to the event. Yeah. I think they should ban football. I think they should ban high school football because it's causing contention. Well, I was queen for the day. I would. The incident occurred on the same night. Oh, it was the same night, by the way, of the South Carolina high school incident. In Northeast Oklahoma, Awasu senior Brandon Conrad said several students brought American flags and other patriotic gear to the USA themed opening football game Friday. It's USA themed, by the way. (laughs) 
Well, let's bring Russian flags then. (laughs) You know, here's the deal. The Olympics, all these countries displayed their flags. Mm -hmm. That's what it was about. Yeah. It should have been banned. We should, we need, here's what I'm proposing, a one world flag. There you go. One flag for everybody. Nobody gets their own, one flag, a one world government, one world economy we need an antichrist we need the antichrist flag let's fly that one let's take a mark of the beast let's get it over with folks we're all the same we're all the same and we're happy we're all in a big safe space we're all in a big safe space so anyway this kid he uh he was turned away and forced to stash all his patriotic stuff in the car and not just him but other kids and he says this. Here's what he said. Our principal told us it was okay. But when we got there, Duffield, I don't know who Duffield is, but Duffield tells us it's not okay. Oh, he's the athletic director. Mm-hmm. So the senior, uh, his dad, told the news site the students resisted. But guess what? Police. Here we go. We have a problem with this. The police refused to allow them inside with the American flag. Now, see, the police are not going to get in trouble for this. Mm-mm. Of course not. Why would they? Yeah. You can't do that. Mm-mm. Every time we asked why and tried to justify our case, they, meaning the police, just simply came back with take it up with Duffield. And you haven't heard from him. Smart oh. cops. Did they have a donut in one hand? <laughs> I can say that. I used to be a cop. I can make fun of cops. You can't, the listeners, but I can and I've seen you with Donut. Yeah, you have. Mm-hmm. The incident sparked controversy when a video of a police officer turning a student away from the flag at South Carolina uh, forced everybody in Carolina and here to blow up. Exactly. So a district spokeshole claimed officials banned the American flag in the student section because, once again, it may have blocked the view of some people trying to watch the game. Oh, for the love of pizza. Not that I did. But But it it could. Why don't we just ban hats or big-headed people? Because someone's big head could block Yeah, my view. Are you serious? The students, in fact, our students, run on the field with an American flag, and so the only thing we will review is what items in the student section would give the best game day experience for our students, the people behind them. The incident in Owasso occurred on the same day as Travelers West High School. The principal, Lou Lavely, banned students from carrying American flags to a football game in South Carolina. Yeah, same day. Pretty interesting, though, that you know, there's these two states that had this incident. Yeah. Someone's talking. Somebody's ridiculous. Okay, next is going to be, we're going to switch gears here, and we're going to talk about the devil. The, the devil. devil. Okay, the devil. switch gears here. Well, before we talk about the devil, one, you know what, I got to do one more safe space story. Gender identity inclusive video games. Ah, yes. Yes, because this is kind of a safe space thing too. And then we'll talk about Orgy Dome and the Witching Hour. Okay. Yeah. But after this commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> know what all this fuss is about about these pestilence i think the scientists are doing a great job clueless in the dark uh, i think the government's doing a good job have no idea what is really going on i have an app for that 
Kapow Radio Show app for iPhone and iPad. Kapow Radio Show app for Android. Get the app. Get a clue. Hey, Vinny. I love politicians. I think they've got my best interest in mind. Get the app. Get a clue. FifthHookMedia.com. All right, we back, Ms. Kapow. We be back. Uh, a lot of transgender people, these transsexual people who uh men who think they're women women who think they're men mm. they're they live a lie definitely definitely that's not who they are they're they're not it's not who they are they live a lie it's a vain evil wicked imagination yes so now video game makers are going to uh, allow people who already live a lie in real life to live the life of a lie in a video game yes so this Why makes not? all the sense in the world. So this video game and games allow characters more varied sexual identities. And here's a picture of this boy. He calls himself Blair Durkey. He's a little boy who decided to be a girl. So uh, there's a picture of him and he's uh, he's all or she or whatever it is, is all excited about this new game because now. It could create its own avatar, its own characters, according yes. to the gender it feels it is. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yes. In the popular simulation game called The Sims, players have long been able to create male and female characters, but only up to a point. But this year, that all changed. Uh-huh. In May, Electronic Art, the publisher of The Sims, released a patch for the game that removed all gender barriers. There you go. It frees players to create virtual characters with any physical attribute. Isn't that cool? Yep. For Blair Durkey, this is the boy who looks like a girl, the shift was significant. The day after the patch was introduced, Durkey uh, is a student also at South Carolina University, logged into The Sims and started designing its first transgender character. It named the character Amber. Wow. It gave her a deep voice like this. Hi, I'm Amber. And broad shoulders like mine. And made her infertile. See, don't you think that's interesting? I think it's retarded. Yeah, it is retarded, but interesting. That yes. Make it infertile. Made her infertile, which is really the only attribute that all trans people have in common, said this mm, thing. he, she. 28-year-old he, she. Transitioned to female at age 24. Been a, been a female for four years. Wow. A lot of people assume that all trans men have feminine features and trans women have masculine features, but that's not the case. Not the case at all. This inclusive attitude towards gender and sexuality, once a rarity in video games, is becoming more common as games take on more diverse and weightier subject matter beyond flesh-eating zombies and alien attacks. So what all this is doing is your little eight-year-old kid who's playing video games, he can now pick his transgender characters, and all it's doing is desensitizing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And desensitizing the kid that this is... This is okay. This is normal behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you go to church on Sunday, and that you think you're a Christian, and your kid thinks he's a Christian because he goes to church, and then, then he yells at other people... They're insensitive and committing microaggressions when they try to speak the word of God and say things like you just read about vain imaginations. And then you have cultural Christian communists 
the CCCs, mm-hmm. the triple Cs. In recent years, new games have emerged such as Papers. Please. Yes, Papers, Please, by the independent designer Lucas Pope. It puts players in the role of an immigration officer at the border of a fictional country. That game, oh, the game, That Dragon, Cancer, caught the attention of critics and players this year for its emotional portrayal of a family grief. The game is based on the experience of the two of its creators whose son died of cancer in 2014. So, it doesn't sound like a fun game to me. It sounds like a terrible game. It sounds like all you're doing is taking all the nastiness of life and then putting it into a fun, a, game. A fun video game. And Yeah, that's like watching one of those sounds heavy, nasty movies. It sounds very satanic to me. I'm sorry, oh, but it, I just think it's stupid. It is. There's a game called Camp Buka made by five independent developers. And it's going to put players in the shoes of an American soldier stationed at a, a detention center. Who knows? So this has something to do with... The invasion of Iraq. Yeah, things like that. So they want the games to provide uh, emotional responses and um, convey a deliberate message and all this stuff. So that's why they're doing this gender nonsense. Oh, in these war games, there's no winning side. Oh, just like peewee football or whatever. Yeah. There's no winning side. Yeah, everybody's so I don't the know same. What that's all about. Everybody play the a game, same. but there's no winners. You can't win. All you are just winners. Play. No losers. Man, other games have followed the example set by The Sims. There's a game called Fallout Two, and Fable. It allowed same-sex marriage between characters. Bioware's role-playing games Mass Effect and Dragon Age introduced LGBT characters. More recently, the acclaimed PlayStation 3 action-adventure game, The Last of Yous, featured a gay teenage protagonist. So there it is, folks. If you have kids... The Last of Us. (laughs) Yeah, that's The Last of Us. If you have kids and they're playing video games and you don't know what they are, you might want to to check that out because they're being desensitized. Yeah. To the satanic agenda. All right? And I'm All talking right. to people that are still listening because hopefully the sensitive people have left a long time ago. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, let's switch gears. Let's talk about the devil. The devil. The devil. Sex Fest. Hey, I got your attention. Sex Fest. I was like, yeah! Everyone who enters and tends to have sex inside the Burning Man Festival's orgy dome. Mm-hmm. 5,000, yes, right, 5,000 horny revelers get down and dirty every year at the Burning Man. Everybody knows what the Burning Man is, right? Burning Man Festival's here in the Nevada desert, not too far from us. Mm -mm. They go out to the desert. Uh, Celebrities go there, big stars. There's a a documentary on it, Um, Burning Man documentary, if you want to know about it. It's very good. Um, I don't know if it's on Netflix or where you can get it, but we watched it a few years ago. mm -hmm. Probably get it on YouTube. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Burning Man. It's it's highly. If you don't never heard of this, it's highly satanic. Um, I mean, I want to say a cult, but it's not a cult. There's nothing hidden about it. It's just an orgy fest. Yeah, it's pure paganism, hedonism, drug fest. Uh, These people stay in the desert for a week. They don't shower. They don't have bathrooms. They're just nasty, filthy, gross. It's they they're naked. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. And it gets bigger and bigger. People love this yeah. stuff. 
And so, uh, but we're going to talk about a specific thing called the Orgy Dome. It's a 24-hour promiscuous tent. It's open to all adult couples and more sums, more sums, looking for a safe place to love. It goes with our safe place silliness, our safe space silliness, doesn't it? It does. So here's an orgy safe space, okay? That's right. Don't commit micro you won't be judged there. You're not going to be judged. You can do whatever you want. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Among the attractions is the Orgy Dome. It's run by a group called, and then there's only love. It's 24-hour giant tent. It's billed as a safe, a sex-positive, consensual space for couples and more thumbs to play. Sex-positive. It's uh, welcoming the combination of love in all forms. And everyone's invited. Regardless. Re- mm-hmm. Regardless of your straight, lesbian, gay, bi, polyamorous, or mon- monogamous. I couldn't see that. Yeah. More than 5,000 people enjoyed the delights of the dome last year. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people doing love fest out in the desert. According to one Reddit user and frequenter at the festival... The Orgy Dome has a nice setup, clean towels and cushions, and a moderate climate control. Hmm. The door is always staffed, and you must be with a partner to enter. Though some partner swapping has been known. The guy said inside is generally not a writhing pool or pile. (laughs) Pool is probably better. Of 10 or 15 naked bodies, as the name might suspect. Just... Usually, the dome is occupied by couples with some threesomes and moresomes. There are some people watching on the edges. Voyeurism and having an audience are definitely in play here, so know that going in. If someone is bothering you, most of the time they'll stop when you ask, although the tent staff is happy to help resolve any uncomfortable problems that may arise. I don't think people that go to this thing are going to have any issues with being uncomfortable. Yeah, or bothered or someone's you know staring what I mean? at you. I, I, I doubt that very Mm-mm. much. As well as old-fashioned orgies, the Orgy Dome is fully equipped with massage tables, mattresses, lining the walls, sheets, couches, and supplies, including lubricants and condoms. Okay, see, that doesn't sound clean to me. It sounds nasty. Well, yeah. And I don't filthy. think these people are into hygiene. No, they don't so, care. They don't care. Gross. There are also classes on saddle masochism. That's nasty. Group erotic massage and theme nights. Ranging from threesome specials to competitions for the loudest motors. Oh, for the love of pizza. Okay. So, I mean, the reason why we're reading this is to show you the complete depravity of... Uh, humanity. Of humanity. I mean, it's, it is a complete, occultic, hedonistic, paganism going on mm-hmm. in the Nevada desert every year. 5,000 plus people go there. Celebrities. I read that uh, Paris Hilton went there. Katy Perry, just to mention two. Unbelievable. And everything goes there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Law enforcement stays away. I mean, there's drugs. You do whatever you want. You're out in the desert. Do whatever you want. Unbelievable. 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 But it's a safe space for the orgy people. Safe space. Here's another safe space, okay? Because a lot of times when you're a, a devil-worshipping witch, you really have nowhere to go. No. And if you're walking around Walmart with your witch's hat and your broom, people stare at you. 
Exactly. And then you're looking for a safe space. There's no safe space for witches to go and feel because right. they feel like micro insults. Right. Especially if someone ignores them and leaves mm-hmm. the aisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but this place provides a safe space for witches. It's called the Witching Hour, and they dance with darkness. It's at a club. It's a it's a nightclub for witches. See, wouldn't you like to go to that? No. Actually, the name <laughs> of the place is called Coven. How appropriate! Isn't that nice? It's London's first and only occult themed nightclub. Now, this guy who wrote this article actually went down there to experience it. And here's what he says. He starts off and he says, it's around midnight on a Saturday night and I'm in a darkened room under a railway arch in East London, frantically pulling my jacket off the back of my seat and trying to make a dash for the back wall. On stage, a man is crouched on all fours with a funnel inserted into his anus. Into which water and dishwashing liquid are being poured. Oh, Lord. The crowd scarpers to the sides before the crescendo spurts out, soaking the now empty rows of seats to a chorus of screams and laughter. That's just nasty. Okay, right there, you could just stop and you can see the abomination of demonic takeover. Mm -hmm. There's there's nothing else to say. Lord, 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 Lord. These are human beings or ex-humans, earth dwellers, who've sold out to the Prince of Darkness. Mm-hmm. And, this, and is this, this is their behavior. And they're laughing and um, they love this stuff. Uh, some dude on stage getting an enema. And then, yeah. Okay. In a nightclub. Th- this... <sighs> Our photographer, Steph, turns to me and says solemnly, I don't think we'll be able to to use these pictures. Mm. He continues, he writes, I'm at Coven, London's first occult-themed nightclub and a self-styled safe space for the LGBT community. You see the theme? Safe space silliness. Every single story we covered has the term safe space in it. Mm -hmm. Every single one. The universities controlling speech and behavior to sex orgies in the desert to occult-themed nightclubs. Is safe spaces a thing of God? Nope. Would you ever find a safe space in a church? You shouldn't. Shouldn't. Should a church or any pastor or minister ever use that term to draw people into his congregation? Like, hey, this is a safe place to worship. No one's going to bother you. You can sit here and be the worst, nastiest person, and we welcome you. Nope. No, it's it's totally demonic. That's right. Totally demonic. Absolutely. I just learned something here. Mm -hmm. Safe space. Silliness is from the pits of hell. There's not one story here where it's normal. Mm -mm. Because it's a place of secret, a place of darkness, where you think your deeds cannot be exposed. Mm -hmm. The Bible talks about that, where they do stuff and they go, well, he's not going to see, he's not going to know, know. meaning God. And how about Jeremiah? He's Mm -hmm. the son of man. 
look and take take you into the east wall of the temple. Mm-hmm. Look in there. Look what these idiots are doing. The, the elders of Israel, the priests, they're facing east and they're worshiping Tammuz. They're worshiping images on the wall. Is that Ezekiel? Oh yeah, I'm sorry, Ezekiel. Thank you. I get my prophets mixed up, yeah, man. That's right. It's all right. Uh, they won't get mad because they, <laughs> no, because they don't consider that a microaggression. Mm-hmm. Because I called Ezekiel Jeremiah was like, you hurt my feelings. I'm going to heaven in my face, babe. <laughs> they're cool with it. They've been sawed in half, you know, burned at the stake. They're yeah. they're kind of used to that stuff. Oh my lord. Okay, so it's a self-styled safe space for the LGBT community. The witchcraft community and anyone at all interested in the stranger side of life. Stop. The thing I want to make a point of right here, notice that LGBT is intertwined all the time with occult, Mm -hmm. Satanism, witchcraft, safe space. That's right. It's the avatars, the the video games. They can't be separated. No. They're the same. They're the same. So you, anybody still listening, you know you can't be a Christian and keep practicing this kind of sin of homosexuality, uh, transgenderism, LGBT. You can't. Impossible. Because these are the things you'll be getting yourself into. This is it. Yes. These, These are signs. These are things all around you. So when you hear these words... Just like when you hear um, Agenda 21 stuff about Mm -hmm. sustainable communities, raise a red flag. Right. Safe space, raise a red flag. So the male ping pong show that uh, this guy starts writing about this male ping pong show in the club is performed by professional dominant master Dominic. It's one act in a lineup that features plenty of nudity, fake blood, and impersonations of David Icke. You know why they're making fun of David Icke? Because he believes that the royal family are shape-shifting lizards. Yep. So they make fun of him. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Because that tells me that it's true then. It's t- <laughs> yes. Because why wouldn't you just ignore it? Go, this guy's a nut. He's crazy. Marginalize him. Why would you Why would you need have the need to make fun of him? That's right. Because if he thinks that royal family are shape-shifting lizards, what does that have to do with you? Mm-mm. That means it's true. That means these people doing this are reptilian. That's right. They're all part of the reptilian race. Period. The founders of this coven club are Foxy and Lucius. Mm. What does Lucius sounds like? Yeah, Lucifer. They're two practicing witches. They were growing frustrated with both London's alternative club scene and its occult scene. You dig it? Well, let's just put them all together. Exactly. Quote, there are scary things going on right now with clubs like Madame Jojo shutting and so many people being priced out. Everything seems so airbrushed and tame. There's no room for mess, mistakes, and experimentation. That's what we felt was missing. This is the same thing that goes on in Burning Man. Mm-hmm. See, they're, they're never satisfied. No. They always have to do more. Yes. They get bored. Yeah. In fact, they deride the current occult scene as exquisitely boring. There you have it. And they explained that it seemed natural to take it out of bookstores and onto dance floors. <laughs> There's nothing live going on. There's no live rituals, just readings, laments Foxy. 
We wanted to bring it to the performers who want to try something new. We want to be messy and offensive. That's what rich crafts should be all about. We want to create a space where anything can happen. There you have it. And look at this picture. This yeah, gal's ca- covered with fake blood. She looks like a zombie. Yeah, and she's naked on the she's na- Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she's a uh, cabaret fetish performer. For the pair, witchcraft and nightlife are natural bedfellows for several reasons. They explain that for them, magic is about creating the life you want, which is arguably what the club best um, clubs have always been about. Creating a space. Here's the, here's the word again. A space for people to come together, embrace freedom of expression, and manifest their ideal world. The underground nature of nightlife particularly the LGBT also fits with the secret lifestyle that witches have been forced into over the years. She goes on and says, witches were persecuted throughout history. A lot of the occult scene merges with the queer scene. They said that. That's right. Not just me. They said that. Mm -hmm. They said, let me repeat. A lot of the occult scene merges with the queer scene. There's a parallel between witchcraft and people who feel either persecuted or ostracized. If you belong to a minority, then being more interested in witchcraft goes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. That comes directly from a witch who owns a nightclub called Coven. That's right. He just just made my point for Mm -hmm. safe space silliness. So it goes on. It's... It's a sick, a sick club. All this stuff's on our Facebook. If you want to look at it, it's um, disgusting. But that's that's the state of mankind right now. That's right. It's not getting better. No. And the imaginations aren't going away. That's right. It's we really are at the end game. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing I have to say at the end here is, um, if you guys are praying, people pray for the uh, Kapow Radio Show because we've had nothing but technical difficulties this week and um it's really difficult to get these shows out it is and even doing this one because no one will know this because i will edit but i had to stop what half a dozen times oh yeah just doing this show i've had to stop hours actually days because we've been trying for just to do this one little freedom friday thing it is what it is but thank you miss capel for requesting that so once you give everybody a something Ciao, babies.